Amen. Hey, we want to welcome everyone on Facebook Live. Are we good? Facebook Live? Hey, let's give them a hand, all those. Uh, Facebook Live, we love you. Pray God's blessing on you. Amen. Uh, I'm just going to jump right on in for the sake of time here and continue with our series. And uh, last week we hit it with <clears throat> starting off in the shoes of peace. And I just have a second part here uh, that I, I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, the Armor of God series. Uh, this is our, our 12th week, and we'll just touch on the shoes of peace. peace. <laughs> Ephesians 6.14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness arrayed. And then we jump down to verse 15. <clears throat> Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Somebody shout peace. It actually means, uh, uh, the Amplified is having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation. For what? To face the enemy with a firm-footed stability and in readiness produced by the good news. Hmm. So we said last week, the shoes of peace, uh, um, we're talking about the armor of God. Uh, to shod actually means to strap and be firm-footed. You know, I uh, got a new, new set of shower shoes or whatever, beach shoes or whatever you call those things. And especially, you know, on the beach, you want to have some, look, at least look good with your shoes. Amen. Because <clears throat> everybody's really watching that. But uh, I don't really do good in sandals. I'm not really, unless they're strapped down, you know, tightened and double knotted. I mean, know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I moved somewhere to do something in the, in the hotel and I slid right out, banged my head against the wall. I'm like, those shoes. <laughs> and so the Bible is telling us that you can have shoes of peace on, but if they're not fitted and strong, come on, somebody, you could slip out. We have a tendency to slip out. How many with me say amen? And so we said that uh, these shoes, they weren't ordinary kind of shoes. We talked about that last week. We talked about the grieve and, um, and, and then how actually the shoe itself and how they had spikes on them. And so they were even as, as a weapon of war. And so Paul uses the illustration to describe peace as an awesome weapon. In other words, it, it was a defensive and awesome, excuse me, an offensive weapon. And uh, that's where God wants the enemy beneath our feet. Amen? And so that you need to grab that picture. And so, and so we said this, uh, that uh, what is peace is the definition is the inner sense of contentment and quietness. Watch this. Regardless of life's circumstances. Hmm. It is steadfast confidence in our ever faithful, unchanging, heavenly Father. Somebody say amen. See, it's, it, it, it is the presence of joy. How many know happiness comes and goes? Come on, some days you can be happy, some days you're not too happy. But joy, it, you can be sustained in a difficult crisis situation, but there's a sense of joy that God is going to bring us through. How many hear what I'm saying? <clears throat> An inner sense of contentment. Contentment. I like that. And so, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, actually, I just want to just share this because it really was pronounced. For those of you who prayed for us, we were gone, and not everyone knew, and I get that. I was very peaceful down there. Now, it was one of the most busiest times down there. Have you ever driven I-75? Come on, somebody. It's hell, all right? That's all I know how to say. And, but I was just in the car. My wife kept looking over at me. I was just driving, looking sunny and palm trees. Come on, Amen. And I just, I, but I had God's peace that just carried me through that. And it's not always been that way. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful to you all and, and, and in that. But, but, but in, in, in peace 
God wants us to be stained with it in the midst of unhappiness. How many know troubles, trials, crises will always come? And so you're either going to be living from one crisis to one unhappiness to one, come on, tribulation, or you're going to learn to say, you know, I'm going to rise above this. This is difficult. This is challenging. This is just really pressing me. But Lord, I, I grab a hold of your peace. Amen. And so <clears throat> uh, how many know that God's peace doesn't come from pleasant circumstances, right? Nice events are good things that others may do for us. We're thankful for that. But it's, watch this, it is based on the fact, you need to get this, I mean, you need to grab a hold of this, that the Spirit of God himself lives within you. God Almighty lives within you for the believer, for those who are born again, those who have received Christ in their life. I wrote this down, God's love eradicates fear with its torments, but it manifests the power of the Lord leading to a fulfilled life. All right, very quickly, I want to talk to you about pursuing peace. Pursuing peace. <clears throat> Let him search for peace. A scripture here in 1 Peter 3.11. Very powerful verse. But watch this. Sometimes we just think we come to church and we ask for the Lord. Just, you know, what you going to give me today, God? I'm pretty, hey, have you known the week I had? Not my week last week, but, you know, maybe your week. <laughs> have you known the week I had? I mean, come on, God. I didn't get none of that today. So, no, wait a minute. The scripture tells us that we are to pursue peace. Hmm. Let him search for peace and seek it eagerly. It just doesn't say search. He adds something to it. Seek it. How many of you seeking God's peace? Do you not merely desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow man, and with yourself, but pursue. Somebody shall pursue. Go after them. What a powerful verse. Go after them. I like how it says in verse 10, it's the verse before that, 1 Peter 3, 11, verse 10. It says, for he that will love life, Watch this. And see good days. How many of you want to love life, see good days? Amen. Right? Let, oh, this is the contingent part of the piece, right? Let him refrain or her refrain uh, his tongue or typing on Facebook or social media. Or Insta Come on, amen? Instagram. Let him refrain from evil in his lips that they speak no guile. How many of you know that our behavior and our posture matters? Amen? And what comes out of our mouth every day when we come home after work or whatever affects everything. Amen, Amen men. Amen. And I'm not saying you have a bad day. That's God gave you a wife, godly wife, to help you, to carry you through. But then she, he also gave her to you to go, all right, enough. <laughs> Amen. Enough. Amen. You know, he'll redirect you back to the cross. Amen. So uh, let me stay on track. Pursue is a strong word. Why? Because it requires action, doing whatever it takes to maintain peace in our lives. Uh, it means not always what? Getting our way or having the last word in an argument. Amen? Uh, you know, this China virus has been so divisive. <laughs> it's still not over. Uh, it's just still not over. I mean, the, we've hit herd immunity here, but, uh, but for most places, it's just the, the, the fear has gripped people. It has terrorized people. Whenever they do a mask lifting mandate over, people will still do it and still live in fear. They are horrified. They are petrified of people, other people, and they're just terrorized until you've had it and gone through it and God brought you through, amen? 
I didn't get a big amen on that. <clears throat> Anyhow, but my point is, you know, a lot of times we make things, issues, and, and publicly, and, and uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's pride, and, 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 and it's divisive. It's all divisive. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> and so let me just jump right in, because that, that was flat right there. Uh, cultivating peace, if you're taking notes. The first thing, we need to receive God's forgiveness. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Peace with God. We talked about the peace of God, and we talked about peace with God last week. Peace with God is the foundation for peace in every other area of our lives. When we come to know Christ in right relationship with him, we have peace with God. He ceases to be an enemy. Amen? He's on our side. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6 says. It is only through relationship with him that we will ever experience true contentment. Did you get that? True contentment and peace comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, now watch this. When we sin, the greatest thing we can do is repent. Somebody shall repent. It's the Greek word metanoia. It means to change your mind. Uh, the inner man or the inner woman. It's a change of mind. It's a rec- Repentance means a recognition of sin and sorrow for that. To change uh, one's mind, attitude, and purpose. It actually, watch this, it carries, in, in effect, a sense of pain that I've transgressed. I've done something wrong. You say, well, some people have that, some people know. don't. Everyone has it. Everyone's born. God put that in each and every person. Isn't that right? You steal something, you know, that was wrong. Who told you that? Where did you learn that? Well, it was drilled in. You know, God put that in your spirit, man or spirit, woman. People can sear that. People can continue to disobey and silence that voice, but it's there. It's there. So the greatest thing we can do after we sin is ask God to forgive us and then make a decision to not live in guilt. Amen? Not live in guilt. Walk in righteousness because we know that guilt is useless. Constantly feeling, watch this, feeling guilty. It actually weakens us and actually it causes you to fall into more sin. Well, if I've already done this, I'm just a dirty dog. Might as well go further down. I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. Amen? 1 John 1, 9 says, if we freely admit, that's the condition. See, a lot of times people, they walk around and it's like they don't, rec- it's like they don't recognize the need that they need to, when I've transgressed, repent, and, and it causes that channel to be continued open with the Lord in you. If we freely admit that we have sinned, and confess our sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. He will dismiss our lawlessness. I like that. And continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Somebody say praise God. And so how do you cultivate peace? Some of you, you're carrying so much guilt. So much unconfessed sin. Well, what do I have to do, Pastor? I want it lift. Father, forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. That's how I pray. Purify my mind and my heart. Lord, I ask that you forgive such and such such how I acted, how I thought. Amen? And Lord, wash me clean. Thank you now for cleansing me. That's a simple thing, but that can bring peace in your life. Okay? Very quickly. Uh, This one may seem strange, but I I think it's, I think it's, it's very powerful. Make a decision to like yourself. Some of you don't like yourself. I'm not talking about in love with yourself. Okay? Some people, we've seen that. It may sound strange and funny, but what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Now, just follow with me in this. How many of you know that you cannot get along with anyone else until you get along with you? 
Nobody wants to be around with me. Uh, hello. I'll just move on that. You know, for years, I dealt with just tremendous rejection. Rejection in being part of this church and well, dredging the bottom of the lake, but, you know, uh, uh, there was emotional abuse and growing up, having a father that just did not believe out of eight kids I was his kid as I was the first one. My sister and I, we were born with blue eyes, and he's like, brown dominates. You know, your mom has dark eyes, I have dark eyes. Who are you, you know, and accusing my mom of things, and it was just horrible. So I grew up with that, but I broke free from that. Amen. I said I broke free from that, amen? Amen. And, and, and I'm going to let that determine my whole life. Now I speak victory and freedom into people that, come on, amen? And that's, that's an overcomer, amen? <laughs> and God wants you to overcome in your weaknesses, not your whole life. This happened to me. That happened to me. This is all, all this. Turn that thing around in Jesus' name for good. That weakness to bring hope and life to someone else. Someone need to hear that. But I dealt with tremendous rejection and that father heart wound and he didn't believe I was his kid and all that. And, and so in turn, that, that, that'll scar you, okay? That, that, that'll scar you. I didn't like myself. And here's the thing. I always question, what's wrong with me, right? Like, what, what's, 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 what, what's wrong? Why? What did I, you know, what's? And so you start to look in. Come on. Amen. He's like, what, what's wrong? How, why am I so unlovable? Mm-hmm. Digging deep here. Why, do, why doesn't he love me? And so with that, it was impossible for me to enjoy peace. It's just impossible. Talk, people talk about it. I don't know what you're talking about. It was in constant agony. Peace. Peace even when I was first married with my wife and newly married. And peace with other people. And, and, and it was just, it was like aloof. I couldn't grab a hold. I couldn't operate in peace. I, I, I just, I didn't like myself. But as I spent time in God's word, I said, as I spend time in God's word, and let me just say that again over here. As I spend time in God's word, as I spend time in God's word, see, that's the only way you're going to change. That belt of truth will outroot those lies of the enemy that have been in there that says something to you that the world says, but what does God say? That he is a father to the fatherless. Hallelujah. He will be my father and he will never leave me or forsake me. That greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Amen. He'll do that for you. And so I spent time in his word and I asked him to change me, to heal me. And, and I began to see, you know what? That's not how God sees me. That's how God sees me. Especially in the area of forgiveness. Especially in the area when you stumble, because why? If you don't like yourself, and then, you know, you, you, you shall fall short in, in, in areas, uh, you, you, that's going to be a, a real big challenge for you to rise above that. And uh, so I began, I began to like myself. It didn't happen all night, overnight. I woke up, whoo, I love myself today. No, you know, it didn't. I mean, I had struggled with so many things. I mean, as Italian, growing up, we're all Italians in the family, and and so the dad had an Italian Roman nose. I had an Italian Roman nose, and I hated it. And I'm like, nobody in the whole world will ever love me for this nose. I wanted to go get it cut off until I met my wife. And she goes, I love that. I argued with her for years. Years. Like, you can't. You're lying. I didn't believe her. I love it. Yeah, I'm a cheech. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, or my last name, Bartholomew. Barth Come on, somebody. You know, why, you know what? Why couldn't I have a last name like Max? You know, or something that's like, you know, Garajo. You know, like, oh wow, that guy. You know, Bartholomew. Who? What? 
So in the Marines, they call me, hey, Corporal Bart. And they do that to my daughter now. <laughs> but I don't care. Why? I don't care about those things. I don't look to the world for approval. Amen? And, and, and God will heal you in those things. So I encourage you to find out what God says about you in his word. Ask him to help change your self-image. We're not getting our self-image of what the world says. Because enjoying life, watch this, and enjoying other people all begins with knowing who God says you are and truly liking yourself. Really, that's a truth. That's a, that's a biblical truth. So another thing, this actually just ties in with it. The third thing is don't compare yourself to others. We're talking about how we can have peace in our life and put, as we wear those shoes of peace. Comparing and competing with other people is one of the fastest ways to lose your peace and joy. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Comparing and competing with other people is one of the fastest ways to lose your peace. Some people, this doesn't even bother them. They don't do that, but other people... They live this way. They, they live, oh, oh, she has got a new outfit. She's got new shoes. I'm going to hold them those. Come on, amen. Oh, oh, they got a new vehicle. They got a new truck. Who cares? Listen, when people are blessed in the church, I go, hallelujah. I'm so happy. Listen, I had a big house, 5,000 square feet, and then the kids leave. You go upstairs and you flush the toilets every week just to keep the water flowing. <laughs> And then, oh, kids are gone. I got to go out and mow for four and a half hours on 10 acres. I've had it. Had the new house. Had the new truck. Had the quad cab. Had, oh, I've had new. I've had old. I don't care. It's nice to be out of debt. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I am so thankful when other people are blessed. That's how I look at it. I live in a little 800, 900 square foot house. I like it. It's great. <laughs> I got a big garage. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm blessed. Come on, things come and go. Amen? And this whole comparison, it's wrong. It's wrong. There's freedom in learning to be happy with who you are without being jealous of someone else's skills or achievements. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed by when the, God just blesses others. You know, uh, I, there was a, a preacher that uh, respected. He's very eloquent, not like me. Very eloquent. Big fancy words that, you know, I usually sometimes talk with him and say, can you explain what I'm going through? And he goes, yes, this is what it is. And he, I'm like, oh, thank you. That's exactly, so just a brilliant man. And so I preached the message one time and there were a number of people that were saved in it and he was sitting there on the, on the front row and then he came up to me and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna get critiqued. And his first words were, can we just pray? And he goes, Lord, I wish I was Mike and I could preach like him. I went, what? He actually said that. I'm like, what? But you made us all unique. <laughs> That's how we ended it. Uh, you know, you don't know what goes through people's mind, and you just think. So don't compare. Amen? Yeah. Very quickly. Number four, accept. I'm going to bring someone up here so we have that. Accept other people as they are. We're talking about God's peace remaining in our heart. These things steal our peace. If you let them, they'll steal your peace. You know, we spent uh, uh, many times uh, through the years, actually over 20, 25 years, with learning and uh, growing ourselves as a staff, but as individuals, my, my wife and I, with the, the assessments, personality, the DISC profile, and uh, I almost wore myself out trying to change people to think like me. Amen. That doesn't work. <laughs> See, I'm not trying to here to change you to think like me. I'm here to challenge you to change your thinking like God's thinking. 
<laughs> That's how we should think, myself included. But we've done the Myers-Briggs, Strengths Finders, Enneagram, and now is the working genius. I mean, there'll be more ones that'll come out eventually. But you know, it, when you understand yourself and others, you're able to relate more and understand where that, and think, you know what, that's how they think. That's how they're reasoning, and God's given them a strength in that area that may be a weakness, and so. But uh, how many know, not everyone is supposed to, to, to be like you. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for that. We're all born, with, and thank God, not everyone's supposed to be like me. Amen. So different God-given personalities, and, and we're not to be the same. And sometimes, uh, you know, if you're around, maybe you're a, a really task-accomplished-the-mission person, as my wife and I, and sometimes we're real serious about stuff. And then you're around someone that's easygoing, and you think, oh, man, they're just lazy. They're just taking life by a, you know, they're not doing nothing, and we're so busy. Mary, Martha, come on, Amen. <laughs> But what we've learned is we just say, hey, where's that fun person? Come and hang around us. That's what we do. We take them on vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do that, you know, because we wouldn't be jumping on the table or playing under, doing a fort underneath it because <laughs> you could damage the table. Come on, somebody, amen? <laughs> Anyhow, you know, <laughs> I remember I had this. I'm just going to tell We went on a trip many, many years ago into, to Mexico, and, and uh, my son was with, and how many know mission trips will test your spiritual metal? Some of you are like, I don't know. You've never been on one. Go on one. <clears throat> it brings out the best and the worst of you, for sure. That's when you go to Sri Lanka and how long it is. And so we go to Oaxaca uh, in, in South America, and uh, I didn't know much about anything of the ministry down there is going. Typically, we go, we know the situation, we know the people, and, and, and we, we entrust that. This was none of that. So I'm just showing up, and I have a little bit of anxiety on me, the organized guy that I am. And uh, we show up, and... Um, uh, basically, I don't know how else to say it, but a bunch of college brats were running the mission strip. That's all I can say. And I ready to pack my son to leave. I mean, there's no structure. Everybody was loosey-goosey, and they were talking about we don't really even need church at all. And, and so I'm in a study with them, and I'm like, let's rip out Ephesians out of the Bible. Let's rip out, you know, what's going on? And they're like, oh, man, you're just all uptight. And I was, I was vexed. And then we get there. It's high up in the mountains, like 5,000 elevation, and then it's hot, and the power goes out. And they said, uh, we're not going to have showers or toilet facilities. It's just the outhouse out there. We're going to have it for five days. Are you nuts? <laughs> I'm leaving now. <laughs> and listen, I've slept in cockroach infested, no water. I mean, I've suffered through stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, pristine. I, I, I've suffered. But this was like unnecessary. Well, I looked and they said, well, the telephone pole's down. I said, well, when are they going to get to it? They're not, it's everything slow. They're not going to get to it. Call back to the church here, and it's like, can we bless these people? We need to buy a generator. Sure. So the church bought a generator, and the next afternoon, turned the water on, the showers on, everyone's come by high-fiving us. I'm like, I don't care. I said, at least I have a toilet and a shower. Amen? <laughs> and, and, and so it's, it'll test you. It'll test you. And, and I was so frustrated with them. Uh, I, I, and by my son was with me. He was probably 10 or 12 at that time. I was like, if I leave, it's going to be detrimental. He's not going to understand. And ah, I was dying inside until finally I leaned in and said, Lord, I need your peace. Lord, what should I do? I humbled myself. Come on, somebody. I leaned in. Lord, what do you want me to do? He goes, go ask them if they need help with anything. So I went and asked them. I said, uh, uh, you guys need help with anything? Well, what, what do you mean? We we're out doing it. I was like, no, do you need help? I, I need to do something. And they're like, yeah, we have a pig pen you can build. 
I built a pig pen with the pig next to it. <laughs> no, I'm serious, on a block. Mixed it by hand and my son. And I was so thankful. I'm like, praise God. I got a good tan. I mean, we were, and so it's like I had peace in the midst of a horrible situation, but I had to lean in. Are you with me this morning? Amen. So we all have areas where we truly need to change, but only God can can change us in them. And so the best thing to do is, 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 is to pray for others, accept them where they need to be, and then try not to lose your peace. <laughs> Amen? For me, at that trip, I needed to let go. I needed to let God uh, in, in that situation. And, so, and that brings me to my fifth and final point, is, is that let God have control of your life. We're talking about how peace can evade us. God's peace. Proverbs 16, 9 in the Amplified says, a man's mind or a woman's mind plans their way, but the Lord directs their steps and makes them sure. You know, I, I like to have a plan, and uh, I'm thankful my wife is the same way, and she's very organized, and she's very, she, she organizes everything, and, and I don't have to do that, but when it's dropped on me in the last minute, I don't like that, but, uh, uh, and she, t- she takes care of everything, but I like to ha- have a plan, and sometimes I would get frustrated if things don't go accordingly, and <clears throat> and especially even with this church. Uh, I had a three-year plan when we signed a five-year lease when we first got in here in 2006. I had a three-year plan. Here we are 15 years later. Then I had a five-year plan. Come on. And then I had a 10-year plan. And after about 12 years, I gave up. And I said, Lord, my plans aren't working. But 20 years pass. And God said, now's the time. <laughs> and, and, and the plan is happening, because <laughs> God said. And I, and I thought about that, and, and I thought about, you know, all these years through it, and, and, and 20 years. And, and then I, I looked at the number 20. Now, you know, some numbers can be good, but you got to be careful about that. People get into craziness with numbers. And, but actually, the biblical uh, meaning for the number 20 means a complete and perfect waiting period. <laughs> we waited enough. But we're moving forward. Amen? God said, it's time. It's enough. You passed the test. Somebody say, praise God. <laughs> I feel that. So we're moving forward. The moment that frost is out, pray for warm weather, the, the bulldozers go in. Amen? The trees are already cut down. We're moving forward. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God is smarter than we are? And he wants us to place our trust in his great plan for our lives. Someone once said that trust requires unanswered questions. Hmm. We may not understand it in the moment, uh, the wise, but, <clears throat> but like the psalmist David, we can say in Psalm uh, 31, 15, he said, my times are in your hands. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who pursue me. Stand with me if you would, please. How many of you know later on that we can look back? We can look back and see the hand of God. Uh, and, but here's the thing. We just need to stay steady. We need to stay steady. <clears throat> Just the, uh, this word peace in the, in the Greek, if I can get that to, <laughs> maybe you can forward that to the next slide. Thank you. Peace in the Greek conveys the idea of peace that prevails or a conquering peace. It means blessing and prosperity in every area of your life. And <clears throat> we heard this from Kevin Leo. Some of you remember him. He would say peace means nothing missing or nothing broken in our lives. And as I begin to think of this concluding moment here and how these steps we've talked about how peace can elude us but it starts also with what I shared with at the beginning about 
how God wants to turn things around in our life. Turn things around. I think of the scripture in Genesis 50. It says, Joseph, he says this after his brothers come in and they did all this harsh, nasty, painful things to him and what he suffered through and now he's in a position to really, he could kill them. He could have them all killed just like that. And he says this in this moment. He says, as for you, you meant it for evil. So there's evil out there. People, the way they act, they say what they do. You meant it for evil. But here's the thing. Against me. But God meant it for good. Hmm. Why? In order to bring it about as it is this day. So he's speaking in the now. He's speaking in the, the living moment of prosperity to save many people alive. I thought about that. I thought about even what God wants to do even here today. And I think in this season for the church. God can take the very thing that's stealing your peace. That looks like maybe a total disaster in your life. He can turn it around to a tremendous victory if you don't quit. I said if you don't give up. If you stay steady. Only Jesus can turn your sorrows and your tears into cheers of joy. He will help you keep that joy in your heart once again if you will let him even during the crisis. And I sense many of you you're faced with many difficult things. How many know that God is for us? He's not against us. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says to put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's why we need the shoes of peace on. To be able to stand. I said this scripture earlier in Job 42.10. It says after Job prayed for his friends. Once again, who were mean to him. It says, the Lord restored and gave Job twice as much as he had. He still lost those kids. He still had sorrow and devastation. He still had physical ailments that he suffered and went through, but came through. But it says, the end of the Lord, God gave him double for his trouble. Every head bowed here this morning. God wants to turn your situation around for his good in his glory I don't know what you're going through but I can just imagine many of you have heavy 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 situations that you need God to turn it around if that's you with every head bowed here this morning as a pastor I need God to turn situations around and once again it may not be restored in how you want or think but you just need something to turn let me just see your hands right where you're at Hands going up everywhere. Come on, lift your hands. I need God to turn a situation around. Hold those hands up. Anyone else? God, would you be so bold to come forward this morning? I know we don't do this all the time, but I'm asking you, please, to come forward. I'm not going to single you out, but I'm asking you to come forward at the altar. Because I believe God does things at the altar that happen at many times that don't happen while you're seated. You need God to turn things around. You need to come forward right now in the name of Jesus. All the workers help us with this. Come forward in Jesus' name. God, I don't understand 
but I need it. Maybe it's a legal thing. I, I just declared that someone, there's a legal situation that needs to try. Maybe it's a health situation. Maybe it's a marital situation right now in Jesus' name. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a stronghold in your life. And maybe it's just a broken spirit. God, I need you to turn it around. God is in the business of turning broken, painful situations around and bringing peace in the midst of that. Bringing peace. Those shoes of peace strapped tightly. It passes the peace of God that passes all confusion and chaos. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. It makes no sense in the midst of it. it you can't, it, it, you should be horrified. You should be devastated. You should be on drugs. You should be out of commission, but you're still walking. You're still moving forward. I just feel the hand of Jehovah, the hand of Jehovah, the healer, Jehovah Rophi, our healer. The healer is here today. The bringer of peace is here today. God, turn it around. God, turn around. I'm going to pray for you. And here's how I feel. We just end this service here. We don't have to rush out of here. We're, we're, we're before noon. I just feel that there's a, there's a song that's been stirring with me. And, and I, I felt it, it, it just overwhelmed me. And, but it's a declaration of God turning things around. Turning things around because we trust in the name of Jesus. And I'd like us just to kind of end the service like that. You can come and go as you like. But for those of you here this morning, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to declare God's word over you. That God is going to turn what the enemy meant for evil. God's going to turn for your good. For your good. Like Job, who didn't quit. Like so many in the Old Testament and New Testament. They stayed steady. The enemy hit his best shot. You're still standing. You're still here. You still have a purpose. You still have a voice. You still have a calling. Come on, somebody. You still have a, a future in the Lord. You still have an anointing. The anointing of God has not left your life. Because why? He's for you, not against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands. Those of you up front right now, just receive from the Lord. Holy Spirit of God, right now, we just receive. I pray a turning. I pray a turning right now. A supernatural turning over their lives. A turning over their life. Turn it around, God. Turn it around. Whatever that situation is, it may not be restored in the way it was, but it's going to turn around for their good. Turn around. I just see healing right now. I come against all disease, all pain in your body right now in Jesus' name. And I declare a turning. I declare a turning. A turning. A turning in relationships. A turning with spouses in Jesus' name. A turning. A turning in businesses right now. I pray in that legal situation that somebody is facing. Lord, turn it around for their good, in their favor, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is here. I said God is here. Christ the healer is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, God. Come on, just press in. Come on, just press in. You're not striving. You're just pressing in. You're just loving on Him. You're just pressing in. You're just like Aaron and her holding up the arms of Moses. Right now, there's angels holding up your arms. I said there's angels here holding up your arms. They're holding up your arms in the spirit realm. And they're saying, you know what? I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you go. God said, I'm not letting you go. I will not let you go. And the enemy, he threw his best shot. 
but he is defeated. He is beneath your feet. Why? Because the shoes of peace have crushed Satan. The shoes of peace are crushing Satan over your life today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna worship. I asked the guys to cue up a song. This is a song about turning around. I just want you to focus on Jesus in this moment. This is how we're going to end the service. Begin to play that song. It's a new song, but just in just quietness in your spirit, just receive these words. Come on right now. Maybe we can dim the lights up here. And turn this thing around. Come on, let's just let's just let the, turn that up a little God, bit. God, turn it around. Yes. God, turn it around. God's turning God, it around. God, turn it around. Come on, let that be your cry. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. Yes. Whoa. Spirit of God is God, calling. turn it around. God, Spirit turn of God it is around. God, turn Jesus it around. is turning your situation All around.
you, God. We thank you, God. We're just going to continue to play that. Those of you who want to just stay at the altar, feel free to do that. I just want to dismiss the service. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your presence. We sent your presence. We thank you that you're moving. This has been the hard cry of your people. They say, God, when? When? The Lord said today. Now. God says now. Now. Today. You are faithful to come in this moment. God says now. Watch and see. Watch and see what I will do, God says. Watch and see what I will do. Just don't lose your peace. Keep your peace. Keep walking in the shoes of peace. Keep your peace. And watch and see. I will turn it around. Lord, I bless the people of God. We thank you for the service. All those watching online, we thank you for your peace. Going right where they're at, Father God. Healing them. Bringing freedom. Turning their situation around. In the mighty name of Jesus.